if you are building wealth, if you want to live intentionally, you got to make sure that you're protecting the sources that are making what you what you have possible. And that while that was a little bit of a rocky start, I, I hope <laughs> I can tee this up because this is something that I feel very passionate about. I know yeah. you feel very passionate about. And it's not that we get excited about disability insurance, but I think it's a tool that that provides a lot of security. Yeah. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Better Wealth Podcast. And we, and another edition of From the Front Lines, are going to talk about disability insurance. And before you stop the podcast yeah, or stop on off. YouTube, please give us a thumbs up on, <laughs> on YouTube. Um, Push the subscribe button. I'm telling you, this is, this is really, really key because because cash flow is king. We talk a lot about cash flow, Jeremy. And a lot of people have these amazing strategies. I'll take myself as an example, like Better Wealth. Like Better Wealth is on its way to be a billion dollar company. And so like that is my baby. Everything's going into how to make that a reality. We talk to business owners, we talk to investors, we talk to high income earners that are working and maxing out their 401k and all this stuff. And it's all gonna go amazing until something crazy happens, like they get disabled. Now, one of the things when you're w listening to this or watching this, it's you might hear and be like, oh, I'm not gonna get disabled, I'm super healthy, I, I don't do dumb things, like go off a double backflip on a, on a ski jump. Um, but, but I believe there's a lot of statistics, stats, okay, let's, let's see statistics. if I can statistics. statistics, there you go, that, that say that, like pretty much lay it out where, you know, getting disabled because you're slipping on a sidewalk is very unlikely compared to getting a chronic illness. And I think we all have experienced someone that we know, um, I myself have, have experienced this firsthand, get a disease like cancer or something that's like just crazy that that ultimately takes takes you or takes your loved ones, um, takes them out in, in their ability to work and it like totally changes the game. Yeah. And, and so if, if you've experienced that or if you can hear us out, please listen to this, take notes, because if you are building wealth, if you want to live intentionally, you got to make sure that you're protecting the sources that are making what you, what you have possible. And that while that was a little bit of a rocky start, I, I hope <laughs> I can tee this up because this is something that I feel very passionate about. I know yeah. you feel very passionate about, and it's not that we get excited about disability insurance, but I think it's a tool that provides a lot of security. Yeah. Well, some of us, this guy, get excited about helping people see and reach their highest potential. And if for whatever reason we fall short physically of our highest potential because of an illness or a disability, this is something that can preserve the, a portion of the economic impact that you bring to your family and your community. And so the way I would characterize this is if, if we have a household economy, and I'm just drawing a, a square here in the air, um, what comes into that is cash flow. Caleb said cash flow is king. Well, if we shut off that cash flow or all of the cash flow streams because I can't go to work, I can't run my business, for whatever reason, what happens with consumption and savings in my household economy? Mm -hmm. Absolutely nothing. Goes away. And there's three ways that we, we all deal with risk. Do you know what they are? Um, not off the top of my head. One, The first one that I like to talk to, I affectionately call the ostrich. This is where yeah. we just simply jam our heads in the sand and ignore that there is a real risk. It's it's viable. I would say more people employ the ostrich yeah. risk management technique than, than they do the other two. So that's an example of saying, oh, I'm not going to get disabled. See ya. Skip. 
Right. Well, it's if you do it right, ignoring the risk is essentially saying, if you realize it, I've accounted for it and I'm not going to do anything about it. That's the responsible way to ignore it. Yeah. The irresponsible way to ignore it is never look into it. Never, never acknowledge yep. that it is a real risk. We all run the risk of becoming yep. disabled uh, or having an illness that doesn't allow us to work and bring that value that's bringing the economic impact to our household. The other way is to assume that risk. Okay, yep. We can do these things called self-insuring, yep. right, where we assume a portion of that risk. Now, if you've heard of the 30, 60, 180-day emergency fund, this is an example of assuming a certain level of risk. And this is not only a good idea, it's something that, that we recommend. Having uh, cash or the ability to have access to some sort of liquid resource for that period of time is vital. Yep. What a lot of people don't realize is that those numbers come from the disability income insurance world. It's called an elimination period. That's mm -hmm. the length of time that it takes for you to gain access to those benefits, whether they be employer-sponsored or individual. We'll get into that here in a second. The third way that we deal with risk is we transfer it. Yep. And this is where insurance comes into play. Yep. Whether it's car insurance, disability income insurance, life insurance, we pay a certain amount of money to transfer the risk of losing a car, losing mm -hmm. a, a uh, capability to earn money, or death, right, yep. Yep. to somebody else. And we preserve that economic impact. We preserve that car. So I, I think this should be educational. There's yep. three ways to deal with risk. Well, disability income insurance is really the only insurance that's going to pay you in your lifetime. Yeah. And we that's, that's really interesting, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only insurance that's going to pay you in your, in your lifetime. And we affectionately called this episode Better Off Dead. Because mathematically, in a lot of situations, it would be far, far better if you die. Because yeah. disabilities come. Well, you gotta you gotta well, explain that, dude. <laughs> let me back up. It would be far better from a financial perspective yeah. if you had died rather than get disabled in many situations. Yes. And those of you who have dealt with this or been, you know, first or second degree away from some sort of disability, understand the financial toll that this takes. And again, we can deal with it in three ways: we can ignore it, we can assume it, or we can transfer it. Yeah. And in most cases. Well, not in most cases. When it is cost efficient to do so right. for a percent to a percent and a half, maybe 2% of your of your income, if you can preserve 60 to 75% of your income, does that make sense? Yep. Yep. So explain that as well. Because so, okay. so di explain disability from a big picture. And then what I want you to do is also explain that 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 catchy title that you're better off dead because we don't we don't mean that from a like. We don't mean that literally. We just mean that from a financial perspective. A lot of people that do have life insurance, okay, if they pass away, they have this benefit that gets paid to their family. Right. But if something like does not kill them but takes them away from earning money, you potentially have a greater consumption like almost always with right. no income, and that becomes troubling. How does disability insurance even work to begin with? Yeah. Because that is another interesting thing you said, like, would you would you give up one or two percent to insure 65, 70? The answer is yes. But like, <laughs> let's let's break that down, what that even looks like. Sure, sure. Well, well, maybe. And I say cost efficient because it may not be cost efficient in yeah. all cases. And you may not qualify because there is a qualification process for disability income insurance. Yep. So so to back up and explain better off dead, I say that from a mathematical financial perspective. You're certainly not better off dead to your family and to your loved ones, but depending on the nature of the disability, Caleb's saying consumption, what we are consuming on a monthly basis could go up because of the care we need, um, the 
and, and care could be, it could take the other spouse or it could take a yeah. loved one away from what it is that they're doing. Yeah. And if you're not earning and don't have any uh, income coming in, what does that do to a family, to a household, and to multiple generations? So, so these decisions do have uh, a multi-generational effect. And when we set a financial plan or a financial model into motion, we are basing that off of really best case scenario in a lot of situations. Yep. What we could do, and again, we, we t I don't say people should, you don't need to do anything. Okay, but if you want a, le a level of protection or a layer of protection to preserve the income coming into your household economy so that money can be consumed or saved or controlled, then disability income insurance is a really great way to preserve that money coming into your household. And again, it, this may not be the case for everybody. You may not qualify for it. There is a medical underwriting that has to happen. There's occupational categories. Mm -hmm. um, for instance, Folks like nurses, chiropractors, physical therapists are traditionally a little bit harder because of their occupational class to get disability income insurance yeah. for. Some people just don't qualify for it, period. And yeah. some people it's not cost prohi or it's uh, cost prohibitive for them to do. Yeah. Does that answer yes. those questions? Yes, and, and, and essentially also what you're saying is in, in some cases you can't even get it, but if you were making $100,000, would you would it be worth paying 1000 or 2000 to ensure 60 to 65 to potentially 70% of, of that money that's coming in. So, so no, it's like, you're not incentivized to get disabled, but if you are disabled sure. would like that at least is, is covering. And by the way, that's tax advantaged. So it could, it could come into potentially be your benefit, but that's, that's DI at, a, at its basic level. It's like, it's nothing crazy. But we're, what we're doing is we're protecting, we're, it's ultimately the insurance plan that can continue to pay you while you're alive, depending on what happens. So l let's uh, talk about, you mentioned a tax-free benefit yes. that comes to you. So many of you out there may have an employer that offers some level of disability income insurance. These are amazing plans, yeah. but realize that they're tied to your employment. And most people in today's workforce are going to change jobs, I think it's anywhere from 7 to 11 times. Mm. So... <laughs> If your DI or your disability income insurance is changing every single time you change careers or change yeah. companies within that field, those benefits are changing. So for instance, my elimination period, remember the time that it takes to get that benefit could go from 90 days to 180 days. Well, that literally means until you are able to collect your disability income insurance, you may have to bridge that gap of expenses for three to six months. Do you have that in, right. so, in reserve somewhere? The other thing is when an employer sponsors a disability income insurance plan, that benefit that's um, that's paid to you, and again, we're speaking broad brushstroke, every plan is a little bit different, in a lot of cases, and in most cases, is going to be a taxable benefit because it's mm -hmm. either partially or completely funded by the employer. When you have what's called an individual mm -hmm. disability income insurance plan, that distribution comes to you tax-free. Right. So... And this is another podcast episode, but <clears throat> let's say, for instance, your $50,000 in benefit is actually $50,000 in spendable income. It's mm. not then going to be taxed like a benefit from an employer would be. So that's a big difference when you're talking about what is the actual money that I have yeah. to consume yep. from that big monthly difference. benefit. Yeah. Okay. So how does this work? Well, God forbid um, an illness or an injury happens you have to apply 
to get that benefit, mm-hmm. right? So you you have to provide. And again, this is a very basic. There's some nuances, yeah. and every plan is a little bit different. And, and the call to action here is: yeah. if you have disability insurance, or if you're interested, go look at it. Go go look <laughs> at it. Send it to us. Go to BetterWealth.com. See if we have a DI tab. Um, if we do, because we're working on it right now. If we don't, email email us, Caleb at Better Wealth, Jeremy at Better Wealth, um, because we want to help you. We want to create a review. So continue. I just I yeah, want yeah. I want you to know that like, hey, if this is a little bit like all over the place or confusing, like it DI is is not something that's like super super simple, and we're trying to make it super simple. And stay tuned to what some of the things that we're doing because we're very passionate about helping protecting cash flow. Yeah, yeah. So. If you have it, whether it's employer or whether it's an individual or whether it's both, because you can have both, right? Okay, a disability happens, you would apply for that benefit. Now, remember the elimination period? That's the length of time that it would take for that disability income benefit to be distributed to you. Once you submit your paperwork and they say, yep, you're, you meet the requirements mm-hmm. for this particular disability, then that elimination period has to pass. That's where that reserve or emergency fund comes into place. Yep. And then the benefit starts coming to you. Now, how long that benefit lasts is dependent on the plan. Yeah. Okay, so that's the length of benefit. The amount of benefit is generally a percentage of income or it's a predefined amount mm. based off the plan that you buy. Now, some of these plans have what's called a cost of living adjustment, meaning that if you stay on what they call claim, so you, you make an insurance claim, and if you stay on that claim and they pay you year after year after year, you could get an increase for the cost of living adjustment because of that pesky thing called inflation, the devaluation of the dollar, means that our stuff doesn't it doesn't go as far the next year. So again, the nuances of these plans are really important to look into. And one of the things that I do spend quite a bit of time with uh, Unlimited members on is understanding what their disability income benefits are or if they have them at all. Yeah. And then the, the question is simple. Is this a protection that you would like to have for your family? Yes or no? Yeah. If it's yes, then we explore if that's possible because of health rating or occupational class. And if it is, what is the cost and is it efficient to my overall financial model? I love it. I love it. So let's wrap this up with you're better off dead. What do you mean by that as, as it relates to when you're meeting with people? Because it's, it's meant to be. It's meant to be funny. And it quite <laughs> frankly is. Um, in the context of as we're looking through plans and all this stuff and as we're we're doing scenarios, we're like, wow, people are good if they die, but if they don't die, they're actually worse off and that's kind of messed up. Yeah, so Better Off Dead is an episode about understanding the three ways to manage risk and it's not a matter of need versus, it is a matter of need versus want. You need a lot of things that you're not going to do. Do I want this protection for my family and for my financial model in the event that something happens. And the statistic that I have right now is that you're 10 times more likely to have an injury or an illness that causes you to not be able to work than to have a premature death, which means before your statistical death mm. age. Wow. So better off dead. It's just a mathematical calculation. Make sure that you have your DI covered or at least you know what's going on. And if not, we want to be here to help you. Thank you again for tuning in to the Better Wealth Podcast. This one was definitely one for the record books, <laughs> so thank you. I never get to say this. Can I say this? Yes. Crush the subscribe button or or, or give us a thumbs up because we love those, and it helps get our message out. Um, you know those whole pesky algorithm things? Yes. So please do that. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.